Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Okay, well, welcome back. It's been a bit. Oh, hey. It has. Uh, yeah. Just a little. It feels like Picard season three. We're all back. Not so much wiser, but we're back. Definitely <laughs> I, wiser. I'm, I'm definitely older, but the the I'm wisdom. Easier. Yeah. Life wisdom has, has been ch- chasing me, but I've always been faster. Yes. No, life had a way of getting the better of me and making it so that I did not have the time or the resources to do the show so we had to take a little time off uh but we are back and we are starting off with pride month because what better way to start out than our annual celebration of pride books um we're starting out this week with volume two of heartbreaker we read heartbreaker volume one i think last heart year stopper. Heart stopper heart stopper but I, I keep saying heartbreaker don't i mm-hmm. heart stopper um i'm gonna go back in and edit that and make it sound like i was right the whole time i won't actually <laughs> do that i claim that i will and i never do no and it's much more it's much funnier that way because hearing you say you're gonna correct it when you don't is just lovely. I fully support that. Once again, the new diagnosis of the adult ADHD, something that I say (laughs) that I'm going to do, and then I realize it's not that big of a deal, or I just forget to do it entirely. So, anyway. uh, There's that, and Todd's wiggling his ears at me, because (laughs) I don't need distractions. I'm fine. It's fine. We're all fine. Uh, (laughs) So, Heartstopper, <laughs> Volume 2. We read Volume 1, I think, last year, if not the year before. Previously. Previously, so, yeah. we read Heartstopper Volume 1. Yeah, but we didn't do it for Pride Month. We did it for Summer Lovin'. Because it actually wa- it washed the taste of trouble out of our mouths. Because oh, fuck God. that book. That ah, okay. Yeah, well, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The next one's next month we're doing Rover Red Charlie 2. No, 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 we are not. We are not, sir. It is not happening. They are having a full volumes of Bo 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 Bo. That was that'd be preferable yeah, too. The English versions only started like 65. I know. Anyway. We're gonna learn Japanese to read the manga. No, no. Didn't didn't Q say there was an anime of it back when we did that? There is, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. We're getting off topic because this is a book that we actually like. So All yes. right, let's yes, do it. Sure. Okay. So we are switching things up a little bit this year to focus uh a little more on the cocktail over like as like a thing. So we're trying to theme the month around a certain cocktail. And this month we sort of went backwards because we were doing Pride Month. So we have one cocktail for the month, like we will in the future, but we picked the books first. So it's sort of this hybrid of the old way and the new way and all that sort of stuff. So, Adam, what is the cocktail of the month? So, this cocktail actually works because it is Pride-themed, at least by the name. Uh, the drink is called Spill the Tea. Uh, you're going to need two ounces. <laughs> Lena liked that one, yes. Uh, and this actually does sound very delightful, so I, I do want to make this one. So, you need two ounces of Johnny Walker Black, a half ounce of green tea syrup, a half ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of ginger beer, two ounces of pineapple juice, and two ounces of club soda. Now, to make the green tea syrup, you take one cup of water, one cup of sugar, simmer on the stove. When it starts to simmer, you add in two green tea bags. Uh, let it sit for 15 minutes, take it off the heat, let it steep for 15 more minutes, and then take out the tea bags and let it cool down, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're going to take all the ingredients except for the club soda. You're going to add it to an ice-filled shaker. You are going to shake the shit out of it. I love saying that. Uh, strain it into an ice-filled glass, add the club soda, and stir. And then this is the fun part. You're going to garnish with a lemongrass spear. So very... Here. Yeah, which is hard to find, actually. I have to go to, like, Winco to find it, or Whole Foods. But it just sounds like a delightful summer drink that you enjoy out on the patio while you spill the tea. 
So okay, sounds lovely. Okay, uh, does anybody want to give us a previously on since this is a volume two? I can give you I, a big one. I can give you one. Okay, so okay. in volume one, uh, Heartstopper was we meet Nick and Charlie. Charlie is an out. Uh, they're at a private boys' school. Well, it's not private. It's like a boy. It's a it's like a boys' school. school. Yeah, in England. Um, Charlie is a gay. I think he's in his like what would be considered his like sophomore. Mm-hmm, yeah. Something like that. Um over here uh, and he is out and uh everyone knows it. He meets Nick. Um and they get to be very close and you uh at the end of volume 1 they kiss. Uh, so they go from being very, very close. You get inklings that Nick has feelings for Charlie, but you don't really know. And um, and so now this is after the kiss, and uh, Charlie is very concerned that he messed up their friendship by wanting them to kiss. So... And that is the cliffhanger at the yes. end of uh, Volume 2, or Volume 1. Volume uh, speaking one, yeah. of which... It, we're reading this in printed form. It is uh, a webcomic, and it does have yes. chapters. Volume 1 is chapters 1 and 2, so volume 2, what we're reading is chapters 3 and 4, just in case you go back and want to read this in a different way, just to know where to catch up on. Yeah, so. and if you want to be even more confusing, if you are, haven't watched or are going to watch the Netflix series, which you should, because it's amazing, and season 2 comes out in August... Uh, I'm actually keeping Netflix around for daddy stories. Uh, the first season is books one and two, so chapters one through four combined. So the first season actually includes what we read last year and then what we're reading this year. So, Well, we partially read this because of you, Lena. So uh, what are your thoughts? Well, don't we need drinking games? Are we doing drinking no. games? No. Do you guys have them? No. Okay. I mean, mine was just going to be every time they kiss, take a drink. <laughs> so small <laughs> sips, though. <laughs> you get real drunk. I, that, that's enough for the whole everybody, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, Lena, what are your thoughts? I love this. It just makes me happy. It's very... Um, the whole story is just so... Like, you think that... In volume one, I was on the edge where I'm like, Nick is going to fuck Charlie over in some way, and he's, like, going to break his heart, and he's going to do something, because that's how every rom-com has made us believe that's how things go. And mm. um, it's just so wholesome and cute, and it's, like, my happy place. Um, I have actually read the entirety of volumes one through four, many many times <laughs> um and i've and once the show came out even my sister victoria has read all of the volumes and she has everything in print including the stuff on tori that came out i think it's called loveless mm-hmm. um it's about his sister tori and her kind of story and um and the nick and charlie which kind of started off everything but it's after the fact and whatever so um i'm very much in love with this with this story i love the show it's very cute um the thing i love about this is it is innocence in it's like it's just it's high school it's really cute and and i just i i think that the conversations around coming out and how to feel comfortable and you know how to deal with things as you're kind of going through something that is 
a lot to kind of deal with all at once and you're in high school, which is not a great time anyway for a lot of people. Um, I just, I think it's so great. And I also love when Nick beats the shit out of his um, quote unquote friend. I remember the fuck fr- what the friend's name is oh, now. It's like totally No one cares. Awesome. He's a douchebag. Yeah, he is a <laughs> douchebag. Um, he's just an ass. And so it's just one of those things where it's like um, that piece did make me happy when he was just like, all right, we're done <laughs> and beat him up which i don't condone violence but in that case i'm i'm totally okay with it so, so. it was really funny to go back home years ago and so i had a high school bully who did horrible things to me and actually eventually apologized to me online like on facebook and so we've not really friends but we talk and he's been nice to me so because he wanted to kind of make up for it well i was visiting california again a long time ago and he's like hey let's go get a drink do a karaoke contest thing i'm like sure it was really nice to see as an adult that i've got like eight inches and 50 pounds on him so <laughs> <laughs> kind of when you really stand up and look down at your bully, that's always a nice feeling. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was very cute, and um, and if you watch the show, it follows the books very very closely, and I think that's due to the fact that um, the author of the books is very very involved in the creation of the show and uh she just announced this thing was like late last month that the next volume will be out soon and there will be a last um she was going to end it in five and now Mm -hmm. she's going to end it in six so um there will be an extra volume which is very exciting uh so because she was like i just can't finish nick and charlie's story so quickly so. yeah and there's they go through a lot in the books like it does deal with some very uh like you know eating disorders and mental health and stuff in future books so i'm interested to see how they bring that across in the show mm-hmm. uh but i do like the fact that everyone's all worried about them and she's like look they're gonna have a happy ending like i'll tell you that much they're gonna end on a good note but you got to get there first so yeah uh the asshole's name is harry i looked it up uh, <laughs> he's a hairy asshole hairy asshole <laughs> hairy, hairy asshole yeah he uh, just i'm not a fan of him he even in the in the show in the book he's it's just and you could hear the like shitty voice that mm-hmm. he has and just just like fuck off like you could just tell he's got like super rich parents that don't tell him to shut up all the time and it's just like all right i'm done with you so yeah he's what my father hears about this yes <laughs> yeah no there's yes. a that makes me think of like a movie or tv show where they it wasn't harry potter where they specifically say that like wait till my father hears about this and i can picture a kid with a bloody nose saying that now it's gonna bug me until i can think of what it is i can see that too and it's probably in 20 movies because that's very cliched but <laughs> it's gonna it, it's gonna piss me off <laughs> so you bring that up in total side tangent but there is a girl that was on tiktok where she's like why is it when other people like put their hair back they look all like and they slick things and everything she's like they look great but when i do it i look like draco malfoy <laughs> and, <laughs> and everything so she says this whole thing and then because tom felton has been been so like involved in social media since covid he actually met up with her in england and the next clip was her like on camera and him on the side going it's wait until my father hears." <laughs> 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 that is amazing so i i will have to find the video and i'll, I'll send it to y'all and I'll, I'll you know post about it but i cracked up because she's like why do i look like draco malfoy <laughs> 
so good. That's amazing. So, yes. Um, but yeah, that's how Harry feels. He's just a little shithead. So. so, I can't share this picture with you because Clark would kill me, but I'll try to find it and show it on video. Uh, one day he decided when his beard was super long, he's got a really curly beard, that he wanted to try straightening it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked like the Amish people from Letterkenny. It was really funny. Oh, very I'll find nice. a picture. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I can't send it, but I'll show it to you over the over the thing. Uh, while you're looking for that, Todd, what are your thoughts? The So, I read that this this week. It's interesting. I was trying to remember. I have not watched the show. So, and I haven't read volume one since we did the show, the previous show. So, I read a quick catch you up. And it's like, oh, Nick and Charlie kiss. I enjoyed it. It's a very quick read. It is not a uh, dense pacing, right? It's a very quick pacing. The art is just going through. And one of my questions on the webcomic version, I don't know. Is this like a doom scroll style, like webtoons, or is it a page turning? It's a page turning kind of thing. It's a page turning. Okay. So I wasn't that, but um, I really enjoyed it. It was a quick read. It's um talk about sweet, innocent, first love, and everything about that. The little things like, oh, we're touching fingers. Do other people know? Oh, he's touch what is that? I'm like, oh, I remember being 16. And then I was reading <laughs> going, Oh, I'm glad I'm not 16 anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going through this. I'm like, I totally relate to this. I totally remember this. I'm glad I'm out of high school. As I was reading this here, but it's it's super sweet. And you, you've got the character going, I like girls, but I like you. And it's like, you can like both. Mom, mom, I like them. Like, yeah, dear. No. Yeah, moms always know too. Like my mom didn't because mom, no. you know, obviously if you know me, I'm not, you know, I'm not very flamboyant or anything. I do have my obviously gay trait of loving musicals. Uh, that's right there. Yeah. But so my mom was surprised, but also probably because in high school I was voted most likely to become a pastor. But that's a different story. So that's really interesting. I do remember in high school when um, Loveline was a thing that Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla came out with a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was little quizzes you would do in the book. And it's like, are you gay or not? As a like a quiz test. But it was like, you have to sit, sir, hit certain points. It's like, if you know what a Pashmina is, you get five points. Do you say vase versus vase? But what it was like for every musical song you can name, you get like 10 points. I'm like, yes. well, there we go. <laughs> Actually, wasn't it the Man Show? Wasn't it Adam Carolla before he was on Love Line? No, Carolla did Love Line before Man Show. Yeah. yeah. Man Show was yeah. after Love Line. Yeah. For whatever reason, I thought that quiz was on the Man Show book. Yeah. Carolla reuses his ideas. What? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, go back to the well. It worked. But going back to this again, it's it's the really sweet parts all in all of high school with this volume, right? As he's going mm-hmm. through it and you're like, oh, this is adorable. Oh, I kind of can relate and remember some of this. And you're just like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not in that mode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> really where that came from so but i look at that it, it's fun it's sweet i'd give someone else to read this book it was having a good time it's um there it's what it balances so well is it doesn't avoid challenges but there is an innocence to all of it that you're just like this is the um you're not looking for silver linings. The clouds still look nice and cheery all in all in this volume. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts there. It's like, oh, the good parts of high school, but I still don't want to go back to high school. Yeah, no, no, no. That that's that that that's pretty much my takeaway. It's like, oh yeah, there were good parts of high school, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and it's also one thing I like about it, and uh, Brian, you brought this up way long ago when you did the last one, was that you're, re- you're reading this and you're expecting bad things to happen. Like you said, that Nick's going to fuck over Charlie or something like that. And like this one, when Nick's very much like, hey, I'm not ready to tell people, please keep this quiet. Uh, that was hard for Charlie because the guy he was seeing in the first book was the same way. He wouldn't be out or anything. and was also a bully. 
But the scene that really kind of stuck out for me was when Tao has Charlie kind of cornered the bathroom when there's a bowling alley, and he's just like ripping into him because he doesn't like Nick because he thinks Nick's playing him. And all Charlie had to do was just say, "Hey, we're going out," but he knew that he couldn't because that'd be the wrong thing to do. And as the viewers were like, "Oh, he's going to say it because we expect there to be some drama or something to happen that's going to like push the story along." And Nick's right there listening to him, and he doesn't do it, and that just means so much to Nick. But that's the whole point of these books is that there is that innocence, Todd, like you said, and there's that sweetness that. Just you can have a good story without having all the shitty drama thrown in that we're so used to expecting. And maybe it's because they're British and they have less of the, I don't know. I don't Doctor Who is really all the oh, British no. TV they're shows. Very, they're I, very dramatic. They could yeah. be, yeah. I mean, they have a queen and like, oh, the memes when King when the king was being coronated, those are giving me life. There's so many amazing <laughs> memes out there. Slytherin. That's so Slytherin. my favorite. Yes. But I like the fact that she's smart enough to not have to use shitty things to move the plot forward, that you can have nice things do that. And that's something you don't see very often. Because even in a rom-com, you know this will get all fucked up and shitty. And then it'd be all happy at the end. She's like, well, no, let's let's make it happy throughout and deal with some big issues. But not, you know, screw people over just because that's expected. You know, as... I, with what you're saying here, though, I was just thinking about this, and I need to word this carefully, but in some ways where you're talking about not shitty things is, this is almost like reading a Curious George book. And Are you saying because he's bi-curious? No. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me... let me. No, no, go, go ahead. I'm interested. And it's yeah. nothing with the yellow-hatted man. It's just you've got Curious George, who's really discovering the world, right? And Curious Girls occasionally gets into trouble, but it kind of works out to the end, and it's... The thing of it is, is George has no malice, right? There's no malice in George. There's no malice in these characters here. Other things happen and shenanigans do occur. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but they're not the books. There's no, these main characters are there. There's no malice in where they're revenge acting. There's no malice coming from it. It's just, it's there. There's nothing jaded about it yet. Well, so on Adam's thought and sort of on your thought, when I was thinking about this, I don't know if it exists, but I would say that this is sort of a piece of postmodern art or postmodern modern, uh, postmodern romance, where part of what drives the plot along is the expectation of what you would find in a traditional romance and then subverting those expectations. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. sort of like I would also maybe put um, uh, Ted Lasso in sort of like the same sort of bucket where like the plot comes up to these points where in any other TV show, they do something shitty, but it's Ted Lasso, so they forgive each other and move on with their day. Are you describing The Great British Baking Show? No. (laughs) The Great British Baking Show is just wholesome for wholesome sake. You know what I mean? Any drama that's manufactured mainly has to do with time frames than anything else. Sure. Um, Like, the biggest villain in The Great British Baking Show, beside Paul Hollywood, is the clock. Yeah. And the humidity. Yeah, that's true. And it's always hot when they're doing Chocolate Week, so. Uh, That's right. Yeah, they, they don't do them any favors on Chocolate Week. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was sort of like, I think if there is such a thing as a postmodern romance, I think this is it. I would okay. agree with that. Yeah, no, I'll attend to that. I, I will say that, unfortunately, some of the fan base... Because the fan base started out that way as well, and then obviously mm-hmm. Netflix hit and it blew up, and there is a, a subsection of the of the fan base, which unfortunately, and as we're talking with Pride Month, um, LGBT people who, and just so everyone knows, if you're part of the LGBT community, when you come out, you go like, okay, cool, I have a, I have a group now, I have a people kind of thing, and I learned this. Just because someone's queer doesn't mean they're a good person. And I think that's, if we have any listeners who are interested in coming out or just kind of first taking a step into that, there's a lot of really shitty people out there, whether they're straight, gay, whatever. There's no like, okay, you're gay, you're good. Now, that's kind of what I thought when I came out. But uh, there's a big uh, subsection of the fans who were really pissed that these actors in the show, not so much the book, obviously, um, not all of them were talking about their sexuality. It was like, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't talk about that. It's my own personal business. 
you could pretty much guess who they were because Alice Oseman said that she wanted to hire actors who matched their characters. So like the the trans girl is a trans person in real life. Uh, but Nick, he's a guy who played, I mean, Jake Carson, who plays uh, Nick, like he had to leave social media for it and finally just came back on and said, fuck you all, I'm bye, see you later. So don't be like, so I think that the fan base really takes the wrong message from these books. Um, so if you're listening to this, don't be one of those assholes. Like, like the books what they are and realize that, like Brian said, we don't need to have shitty things happen to have a postmodern romance. Yeah, sure. So that's my soapbox. I'll get off now. <laughs> don't trip. It's a big fall. <laughs> I don't even come back to that. I'm tired. It it kind of reminds me, and I know that there was a point on Boy Meets World where they did break up and whatever, but it reminds me of Cory and Topanga, where everything around them was this like will they, won't they with everything, but the two of them always was this. They, you know, they were together and that was it. And there wasn't this like, oh God, they were they were together and then they broke up and then they were together and like, you know, Dawson's Creek. Um so I, I think that's the other reason I quite like this is because I'm so used to seeing miscommunication and misunderstandings and people not talking to each other or not standing up for each other when they should be and all that kind of crap. And um and instead it being just this very, it is wholesome, but just this like, it's different. And I think that's why I love it so much. When I'm in a bad mood, I will throw on the show because it's just... It just makes me happy to watch someone fall in love for the first time, and they're both so adorable. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just it's it's very nice to see a story that isn't completely out of its mind when it comes to stuff like that. And I feel like that is what I'm gravitating towards more. Um, you know, you said Ted Lasso. Yes, things like there's another show on Apple TV Plus called Shrinking. I need to watch that. I've heard such good things oh my god it's amazing but it's, it's the that, ted lasso people right yeah it is okay. well it's, it's brett goldstein who okay did, who's who's roy kent he did shrinking and it's that same kind of thing where it's you think that it's there's going to be this huge misunderstanding and in reality it's no, we need to have a conversation. No, this is, you know, where people aren't, you know, not everyone is inherently an asshole. And I mean, you, I am, but that's different. So, well, but <laughs> not everyone. But we there love are, you anyway. Yeah. Because I'm your asshole. <laughs> But like, it's that whole thing where it's like, it, you know, people aren't, it's just, yeah. So that's why I, I love this. I love kind of where we're headed with storytelling, um, in recent years with this kind of being a part of it. And, um, and Todd, you're right. Like, you're like, oh, touching, touching fingers and holding (laughs) hands in a movie theater. Like it was, it's refreshing to see this like innocent love because regardless of if you are are gay, straight, bi, like whatever you, whatever you're, you know, who you're attracted to or who you identify as or whatever, everyone has this first mm-hmm. love that you remember that like the, the goosebumps and the butterflies and the, the nervousness and, and everything. The stress. And yeah. But it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, 
it's it's that good stress. It's that stress when you're young and you don't have all the worries of the world and how you're going to pay bills and everything. Now it's just, you know, um, does he like me? D- will he be my boyfriend? Well, you know, mm. does she like me? Or um, and it's just it's very cute. And I I it's like the one part of growing up that I think is necessary. But the rest of it, I would never go back. I, I would rather stab myself in the eye with a needle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you brought up the whole, <laughs> you brought up the whole, like, oh, will he or won't he be my boyfriend? That's actually one of the funny scenes at the end when they're at the ocean. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, hey, Nick, are we boyfriends? He's like, and Nick just gets this look on his face. Like, dude, we've made out like 10 times now like, in the last 20 minutes. Like, couldn't you get that? But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm very much the same way that Charlie is. We're like, I literally do not know you're flirting with me unless you say so. I had a butcher at Smith's who I would be like, hey, I need a pound of ground beef. And he put a pound on there and put the sticker and put a little handful on top of it. He's like, oh, I'll give you some extra. I'm like, awesome, dude. Thanks. That's so cool. And he would do it every single time. And finally, Clark was like, dude, he's hitting on you. I'm like, no, he's just giving me his meat. And oh, he's- <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. He wants to give you his meat. I, I was at Pride one year and we, it was like, because uh, you got, we was, it was with my ex, it was always like our meat anniversary. So we'd always go and I get the VIP package and stuff. And you get a couple free drink coupons and then you had to pay for them afterwards. Right. Well, there was this dude who was the bartender who was way out of my league. But every single time I give him, I go buy a drink, he'd make me like the drink, and he'd be like, "Oh, I made too much. Here's a second one for free. I'll give you the extras." And I was like, "Thanks, dude." And finally, it was like, "Dude, he's hitting on you." I was like, "No, he's just giving me free. Oh, he's giving me free drinks." So, <laughs> so I, I don't see that. But then one last thing about the book, and I'll wrap up, is I love the fact that we're getting to see this media where we do have you know letting these little love stories and these first kiss and the first holding hands for the LGBT community actually happening in real life too. Like you'll be out at the mall and see two little gabies holding hands who are like first boyfriends. You can totally tell. Yeah, gabies. (laughs) Well, they're called. But it's cool to see that, that it's now becoming yeah. a thing. And their kid, their friends are right there with them. And you've got the rugby star. You've got, like, the captain of the football team. And they're right there just hanging out, being dudes with them. Um, I, th- I think it's there's a long way to go still, especially with a lot of trans representation. But I do like the fact that it's moving closer to where things always should have been. Uh, and this just helps reiterate that, especially with the popularity and how it blew up to become like, this worldwide thing. So, um, But just like Elena, this is, this is my comfort food. So, <laughs> I, love I love it so much. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going to switch things around a little bit. Rather than doing grades, um, we'll do a star rating system. So out of five, uh, how many stars do you give it, Todd? Three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lena? Well, four and a half, five. I love it. I think it's it's a good entry graphic novel for people um, as well because it's an easy read, but it's... It is a really... It's it. easy to follow. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mr. Adam? I can't be objective about this book or this series, so it's a five. It just okay. It's impossible for me. Like, <laughs> I just, I can't, like, I was obsessed with this when it came out. And, like, to the point where I actually had, like, yeah, we won't go there. I just, it, it was a lot. So, but then I got Lena on board. And now we can just, like, go go back and forth and share pictures mm-hmm. of the actors. And, uh, actually, the guy who plays Charlie is going to be in the uh, Agatha Harkness TV series coming out on Disney Plus. So I thought it was going to be a movie. No, it's a series. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to sit at like a four and a half, five as far as stars go. Okay. You're, uh, the, you're the low grade. I'll be the outlier. You are the outlier. outlier. I, throwing I, the curve. Uh, cool. So next week we are reading a book called Killer Queens. They put the sass an assassin. Um, it's about two assassins working. Well, reform, reform. The reformed assassins. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were just retired. I thought that. Yeah, they stopped assassinating. Well, I thought they were just stopped working for the evil monkey. They took his. They took his ship. Yeah, but okay, I don't. I thought they stopped we're talking about for... it next week. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll argue about this later. But it's obviously there's an evil monkey. Uh, there are two people who are uh, hunting people. Are creatures or space entities of some kind. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than that, does anybody else have anything going once, going twice? It's good to be back. It's good to be back, yes. Yeah. Stole. Crazy ragtag okay. group of assholes. Yay! <laughs> we all have one. And they all stink. Uh, thanks Excuse for you. I paddle mine. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all later. Bye! Bye. That rosebud is not allowed to wilt. Ha, ha, ha.